Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Davion. It's Bruce. And, and this, this is, is Oh, That's, that's my, my Gay, gay friend. friend. Episode number 67. Let's hey. do it. Hey, husband, how are you? I'm good, husband. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Amen and amen. Welcome, friends, to another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend, brought to you by Video Soul of BET. You remember Video Soul? Or are you too young for that? Please. I'm literally five years younger than him. He acts like we are born in completely different decades. Yes, I remember Video Soul. That was my shit. Donnie Simpson was my boot thing back in the day. His voice was mesmerizing. I, I wish I could set the uh, Google Maps voice to Donnie Simpson's voice. Can you that imagine? would be dope as hell. Make a smooth left on Florence. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be super dope. All right, friends, you guys know what time it is. We do it each and every week. We hope you go ahead and gather your cocktail. And while you gather your drink selection for today, we'll tell you our libation selection for tonight and talk about our week, which <laughs> baby was weak to have. So, husband, we have a new drink we're testing out right here live on the podcast. Yes, we are. I'm excited. I am excited, too. So, friends... I would tell you our selection for tonight. So our girl, our good Judy, who we never met in life, but she's a friend in our head. Issa Ray has her own Prosecco line called Via Ray. Okay. Via Ray will post it on the pod and tag her. So that way she can tag us and we get more views and become a national sensation podcast. Finger, fingers crossed. <laughs> Wishful thinking from your mouth to God's ear. You're right. It's all about marketing. Um, but we're completely excited. She loves Prosecco. You know, she talked about it. If you guys ever watched Insecure, um, the Wednesday wind downs, but also certain episodes, she would get a Prosecco with a uh, whiskey shot. And then um, when she met up with Lawrence one time and they were, after they had broken up, she got he ordered her prosecco and she, uh, he said with well, whiskey she was like no with vodka so she's on our level now so she understands you have to put the vodka inside the, the prosecco but we're gonna taste this now the regular prosecco and then add our vodka later to tell you the difference okay all right French now you should have your libation ready let's raise this glass to a wonderful episode clink 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 let's try. Very That's soft. Smooth. It's very yeah. It's very. It is ooh. It's extremely subtle. Is that vanilla? It is a very soft. It is very prosecco. mellow. It's nice. It's crisp. It's refreshing. This will be a fabulous. This prosecco would be fabulous mixed with something like for mimosa. A, a mimosa. Yes. Of your flavor, it doesn't have to just be orange juice. And I say that because it doesn't have an over powering flavor it's a very subtle sweetness to it but it doesn't have that bruteness it doesn't have a, a, a sharp it's like crisp cut bruteness to it did you want some very, very soft. You wanna, okay um, i'm gonna yeah you can take all that do I the just, whole vodka so i just want to experience know. the whole thing well i did so, so I, I did I, I it's wonderful nice taste oh, this is the, the taste yeah. yeah like this is now going to be the prosecco for any event so friends out there just know if we come to your house, we're bringing Via Ray with us because it's a nice bottle, and we have to support black businesses, of course, and entrepreneurship. And she, it's it's a good, it's a very nice tasting 
situation. So Issa, congrats, girl. Congrats, Cheers Issa. To you, Cheers to you. I've been meaning, ing stand up. I've been uh, meaning to go to her coffee shop. Uh, now that I'm going to downtown like twice a month. Yeah. I just haven't. <laughs> but I will put that on my list of things to do. On your list to do. Okay. Yeah. Even with the vodka in it, it's it's giving. It's giving. This is a celebration. It's giving that. There would be fun times had with this. It, it's very with the people. subtle. Like even if you take a big gulp, you know how sometimes it's like you don't get that at all. It yeah. is very. It's like a little. It's a kiss in your mouth. It's not it a is stain. a kiss, and I want to see how much alcohol content is in this bottle because that's how I tell my wine selection for champagne. It's a product I go of Italy oh, by yeah. the alcohol percentage. So this is a very low percentage. It's only 11%. Now, typically, when you get your champagnes and your brews, they're around 13%. You make it a 14 or 13.5. I think Corbell is the best. Corbell, I want to say, is 13.5. That's like the highest, I think, that's the out area, there. Yeah. And that's why you get fucked up quicker with Corbell because, you know, it's high content. So, um, but it's cute. Issa's like, y'all won't be drunk off of me, but you'll yeah. get a little tipsy. She don't want nobody getting dragged up out of brunch on her name. Right. So you definitely will get a little vibe with this. And if you have some extra, you know, curricular thing that you're doing, it's a nice moment. So shout out to Issa for this one. This is a good look for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I'm here for this. And this bottle could get easily drunk by one person because that's how smooth this shit is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see how it'll creep up by the end of this episode. <laughs> but speaking of doing things and a lot. We did a lot. On. So how was your week? How has your week been going thus far, husband? Um, My week has been busy, actually. I've been up and out of the house and some days I got back and it was getting dark. Which is very rare and new for me. So, um, needless to say, I'm exhausted. Friday, today, as Friday, the pod yes. drops, is my off day. So, hallelujah. Um, but it was a com- I accomplished a lot, and I feel really good about it. Uh, if I sound a little weird, I'm having an allergy, phlegm situation. So attack of the uh, of the phlegm. Attack of the phlegm. I'm. On antibiotics. Don't tell my doctor about this for <laughs> <laughs> psycho. But secrets. Um. Yeah, I am fine. I managed to live another day, and this time <laughs> last week, I didn't know if that would have been the case. <laughs> but we'll, that's a cliff. That's a cliffhanger, guys. We'll we'll touch on that in a little bit in a, little, in a few seconds. But how was uh, your week? Yeah. Um. The week <laughs> it has been interesting. Over overall, it it was challenging. I'll say that it was very challenging. It's been challenging. I haven't really spoke to you much about it, but mm-hmm. it was some challenges. And it's just like okay, um, I'm gonna put this big boy hat on and, and deal with this shit. Um, but yeah, it's it weaked, and we're here and making it through, and. That's basically it. We did something great on Sunday. I'll just go to the weekend. Now. We did. Go to the weekend. <laughs> we, do. we did the AIDS Walk Sunday. That was amazing and great. And thank you to all the friends out there who did donate and contribute to the, the podcast calls for our walk team. Shout out to my bestie, my girl, Trishandra, a.k.a. Mahogany. Also, Marlon and Shay. Thank you guys for participating with this. And also, husband, thank you for 
being a part of this as well, mm. uh, walking with us. Uh, so it was different. Oh, it was a different walk this year. <laughs> it was your first walk. So how was it for you being this your first walk that you participated in? It was great. It wasn't. It wasn't strenuous at all. It was short, cute, and to the point. They knew what needed to be done. They don't want to kill you. They don't want to overexert you. They wanted to be inclusive. They want everyone to be there and to be able to do it, regardless of your height, your weight, any handicaps that you may have. Right. It is something that is easily um, doable for anyone, and I appreciated that. Okay. i definitely do it again. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I want to say this year maybe wasn't as many people last year, but last year I also had a different route. And the year before that, we were in. They were in downtown. So, but it was a lot of fun. Mm. There was a lot of camaraderie that was going on. And then, of course, we brunched afterwards because that's what you just do after AIDS walk. Especially then, with it being in WeHo, it was walk right in WeHo, right? Kids Twenty Four, right there, like to that's the point where we always like, listen, can we just go to Kids Twenty Four and right. then finish the walk later? Right. <laughs> but we did the adult thing and we finished the walk. Then went to Kids Twenty Four. Enjoyed that brunch, and then we just did, you know, the wee thing. We kicked it at trunks for like four hours, and and held all the alcohol. So that was fun. Very fun. So that was a good. That was to decompress from Friday evening. And so I will let you, husband, tell the story of why we are so neurotic. This, <laughs> this <laughs> why we're been on edge. <laughs> okay, so picture it, friends. Friday night, I'm here home alone with the pups because husband here went out with co-workers. Right. And when I say it's late, it is around 10 o'clock, right? 10-ish or a little bit before 10. It was after 10. Yeah, it was after 10. Like after 10.30, actually. Yes. So, yes, yes, yes. It was after 10.30. I'm laying on the couch watching Buffy. The pups are literally... One's laying next to me. The other one's in her bed. We're relaxed. It's a cool Friday night, so all the windows are open. Got a nice breeze coming. All of a sudden, the dogs start barking and going crazy. Now, this is not unknown. If you've been a friend of the podcast, you've heard Zoe a few times. She's easily agitated. But what made this different, sitting on the couch, I heard a voice. Now, where I'm sitting in our den, it is towards the front. It's facing the front of our home. Right. So we get a lot of, you know, conversations from the house across the street. If someone parks in front of it, we get chatter. People walk by the house all the time. It's nothing uncommon, so I didn't think anything of it. Except the dogs kept barking and going crazy. And I thought to myself, well, I can kind of make out some of these words. So it sounds like. Whoever's talking is close. Let me just poke my head out of the window and and see like what car it's coming from. Much to my surprise, from the window there is a view of our front porch. There was a man, a strange man, mm-hmm. sitting on our front porch talking to himself. Oh. Okay, so with that being said, I turn off the TV. The house is pitch black inside. I walk to the front door. I'm telling the dogs to be quiet because they're going batshit crazy. I poke, uh, I I take a peek through the door and see that the man sitting on our porch is a Hispanic man, 
I have no idea who he is. He looks back at me, says, sorry, mom, turns back around and continues to talk to himself. <laughs> so I say, got it. <laughs> I pick up both of the pups. I lock them in the room and I immediately call 911. Okay. So I explained to the dispatch lady who was very calm and sweet and nice uh, what was going on. And she was like, so do you, you don't know him? I was like, no, not at all. To which he started to knock on the door saying, let me in, let me in. I'm like, okay, so he's knocking on the door now. Should I tell him this is the wrong house? She said, nope, don't do anything. The police are on their way. Okay. Don't try to engage. Don't try to talk to him. Just continue talking to me on the phone. Don't even focus on him. So she's trying to keep you calm. In this exactly. Whole okay. To which I, I even told her, I was like, you're doing a really good job at keeping me calm. You have a nice voice. Everything. To which she started to bang on the door louder, trying to open the door. Mm-hmm. Now, before I picked up the dogs and took them to the room, we have a deadbolt on our door. Right. I locked that motherfucker. So, and thankfully I did, right. because he was trying to open the door and come in forcefully. Okay. He started beating on the door even harder. Now, we have a glass strip along the front of our door, kind of like a yeah, modern door, if yeah. you will. And he started being, beating on that. Now, I'm afraid with it being glass, okay, he's going to break this. And if he breaks this, he can easily reach for the doorknob and unlock the locks. Right. So I grab a butcher knife and I tell the um, dispatch over the phone. Now, if he comes, if he breaks into to my house, yeah. I'll be forced to defend myself and I will stab him. She said, I completely understand. You were watching Buffy already. So I was watching ready. Buffy. I was ready. <laughs> I took all the, tip, the tips and the tricks. I was about to slay his ass. I was about to be a slayer that night. Honey. Now, mind you, friends, this is all 100% real. Yes. True story. Yeah. So, I'm staying on the phone with her as he's banging on the glass part of our front door. So, yeah. that started to make me nervous because I'm like, fuck, I don't want it severely injure slash kill anyone tonight that wasn't on my list of things to do right because it wasn't it wasn't a fear of oh god this man is gonna break into my home it was a fear of oh god i'm going to change someone's life that was the fear that's what so that was your thought process that was my thought process like fuck like it, it wasn't a matter because i i sized him up i was bigger than him i i outweighed him and i was taller I'm not fearful for my life. I'm right. fearful for, for his life at this point. And you got hands. People don't know, but you got hands. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, don't let the sassy voice fool you. Yeah, but yes, don't, yeah, don't let I that. was more so fearful for him. I was like, fuck. And feel for, fearful for the dogs. Like, my, it was weird. My life wasn't even a part of the equation. I was more concerned for the dogs first and then him second because I was holding a knife. And, when I looked outside uh, at him, I saw that he had like one of those small like liquor store bottles of something. Okay. I couldn't make out what it was. It was clear, so it had to have been like vodka or something. And a Snapple orange juice. So so he turned up. He's turned up. He's banging on the door, yelling, Mom, let me in. Just let me fucking in. Mind you, I'm no one's mother. 
<laughs> I asked the dispatch lady, I'm like, can you, you can hear him, right? It was that loud. And she's oh. like, yes, I hear him. It was so loud to the point where she was either telling one of her coworkers, um, like you can tell that she pulled her head away from the phone. It was like, he's really banging loud on this door. Where are the police? And I even asked, I said, ma'am, we live a few blocks away from a police station. Yes. Where a third of a mile? Uh, where are they? She said that's the biggest misconception. TV will have you believe that there are policemen just staked out at the police station. She said that is not the case. That creates a false sense of security. She said I do apologize for that, but there are no policemen at police stations, especially at this hour. They're all out. Okay, patrolling. She said, I let them know, but they are not coming from a few blocks away from the, at the police station. Um, I was like, okay, well, that is good to know because I was under the, uh, I always felt, oh, I, I really did feel that false sense of security. Like, oh shit, we're so close to not only, you know, a police station, but a fire station. And I know that the firefighters be in the fire station. Yeah, they're there. They're chilling. They chilling. So I just always assumed there would be like one or two, like they could run out and hop in the car, like fucking Dukes of Hazzard and come. (laughs) That is not the case, friends out there. So just FYI. So seven minutes goes by. He's still banging. He's been banging on the door for the entire seven minutes that I've been wow. on the phone. With so how are you feeling at this time when he, you're, you're experiencing him intensifying the banging and you're on the phone and you have the knife in your hand? What's going through your mind at this time? Honestly, being on the phone with the dispatcher really, truly does help. Um, I was thinking about you. I was like, damn, should I have called you first? But I was like, no, you were miles away there's nothing that you could have done and plus you coming with him still here that would have been a good situation so i was honestly just talking what kept me so calm as i was standing in our living room with a knife in my hand in the dark literally the only thing that lit up was the porch light that came through the door Mm -hmm. the glass portion that he was banging on uh, what kept me so calm was talking to her. She was she was really good at her job. <laughs> she was just she was really cool and calm and collected. And me having small talk with her like about the police station situation and like oh my gosh, it's been at that point it was five minutes. She was like I know five minutes feels like an eternity, but it's only been five minutes and they will be there soon. Like she was very calm and reassuring. Okay. Um, so next thing I know, I see police lights. I'm like, oh, thank God. She was like, are they there? I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, hang up the phone and call your husband. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I hang up the phone. I immediately call you. And so I'm saying, <laughs> so I'm at Fiesta Marty with my coworkers in Inglewood, and. It's like I said, we've we're shutting down. We've had cocktails and a good conversation and all a fun night's been had. So I see say, babe, I'm like, what the nigga calling for? Like, what the fuck thought happened? It's because he knew where I was. And we don't normally call each other in the corner or we'll text or or separate. Do your thing. Yeah. Again, call it 
something important. So I'm like, okay, well, he's calling me. I'm like, okay, what's up? So he's like, so don't be alarmed. Um, I, I tried to break into the house. The police are here now. So I'm like, what? I'm like, what you say? So he's like, a guy tried to break into the house. He was banging on the door. So the police are here now. The police are here now. So I said, I'm going to FaceTime you right now. So I FaceTime him. And I see that you're on the porch with the police. And he's apprehended on the by on the corner, on the side of the house. Not the side of the house, but in front, off to the side. In the distance. And you, you turn the phone around. I can see this. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So I tell my coworkers, yo, someone tried to break into my house. I got to go. They're like, what? So I'm like showing the phone, like, nigga, look, y'all, y'all see this shit? Like, that's Davion. They're like, oh my God, Davion, okay. I say he's talking to police. So I think he's okay. So I hop in the car, and when I tell you, I drove like a motherfucking bad, uh, bad of hell from Inglewood. And, and we don't live too far from Fiesta Martin. Um, but it's a distance, and it's also Friday night at now it's 1050 something. No, at that time it was eleven oh seven because I. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew the time at that point because I was on the phone with dispatch counting down the minutes. So I called her. Yes, I called her a little bit before eleven, and when I got off the phone with her and called you, yeah. it was eleven oh seven. Okay, so I'm on the phone with you, and I, and I hear and I hear you talking to the police and asking questions, and I'm not saying speed. I'm I'm running red lights. I don't give a fuck. Like, and also I have to have been drinking, so I'm like, okay, Bruce, calm down, but also get to your house as soon as possible. So. The, I hear the police like wrapping up with you. I'm like, damn, like I'm almost there. Like, don't pull off. Cause I just want to see that. Like, I, I don't know if I want to see the motherfucker. I don't know. I just want to like see what the fuck made you stop my fucking house to try to break into my fucking house. So, as soon as I turn on the block, I see the cops cars and they're they now have their sirens off, the lights off, and they're about to pull off. And I'm like, all right, cool. So they get home. So I talk to you and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? So you know, we kind of you, you brief. You tell me, you know. How you were doing? You tell me everything that you told the, our listeners right now. What happened? So it's like okay. So it's like you're, so I kept checking in with you to make sure you were okay because I know that could be a frightening thing. Again, you know, you got a stranger knocking on the door, and granted, you call the police, but you know, mm-hmm. um, we don't we don't have a firearm in our house. Like that's something we just don't have. So, but we got weapons here. But the fact that you armed yourself, that was great. So I'm like, all right. Take a breather, take a moment, take a beat. So, and you're telling me you're okay. And I'll keep checking in with you like every five minutes. You're like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm glad you're here now. I'm like, okay, cool. Keeping this temperature down. So the dogs are cool. So, all right. So I tell you, well, you know, shit, I really didn't eat tonight. So I'm kind of hungry. I think I'm, but I don't want to leave y'all to get food. So you're like, well, we got food here. I'll make you something. All right, great. You make case deal. We sit down to, you know, to, um, Finish the rest of Friday night. A debrief, if you will. Debrief, if you will. And snack. Friday night. Okay, so now, now so I'm home at 11.15. So this is still in the 11 o'clock hour, people. And so we're watching Bill Maher, as we tend to do Friday nights. And we're sitting in our dining room. So our dining room, it's an open concept. You can see we have patio windows and we have, um, you can see. A sliding glass sliding door. Sliding glass door. And it's just, it's a very clean open look. You can see. From outside in our backyard, the way our backyard is set up, we have neighbors on the north, south, east, and west. And so basically, if you were to get into our backyard, you would have to hop through a neighbor's 
the backyard to get into ours. Or we also have a what is called an RV alley that's not ours. It's our neighbors behind us. And that our wall is it's short. Like if you get stamped, you can hop over it. It's not tall, it's not that high. It's not a big wall. So we're sitting in the living room. Next in the, thing, dining room. Dining, no, it's in the dining room. We're eating food, and next thing I know, there's a knock on the fucking patio door. Mind you, it's pitch black in the backyard, so you can't see anything. All you can do is hear the knock of the, on the glass patio door directly behind us. So we're it's directly, it's directly behind Damian. It's to my left. If I look out. And I look to the left, and there's a fucking man standing knocking the door. I need help. I must have hopped the fuck up with so much quickness and so much bass in my voice. To if my if the words I said could kill him, that man would have been dead. And you said, I screamed. Oh hell no! <laughs> said you pulled a Maya Will. <laughs> Oh hell no! Oh, hell no, <laughs> motherfucker! It was so much out, man. All I know is I ran to the back. I told you to call the police. I went and got my shit. And by the time I went out the kitchen, and you said, "Well, I'm, so while I was running to the back, you said he said what? What did he so say? I stepped closer to the glass door because I could see that he was shaking and he looked like he did need help. So that made me calm. He didn't look crazy like the dude from an hour earlier. He looked like he could have been running from someone. So I said, what do you want? What's wrong? He said, call the police. I'm schizophrenic. And that's when I said, oh. And that's when I yelled out to you. Because I knew where you were going and what you were going to get. And I said, babe. He's schizophrenic. <laughs> I, I work just like that. And knock people doors. To that, as I was calling you, I was calling the police. Right. Now, I looked this man dead in his face when I asked him the question and he gave me the answer. So once I called out to you, I don't know if he was like, oh shit, gotta go. He immediately runs off. Hops our neighbor's fence. Well, no, I was going to get to that part because you, you were on the phone with the dispatcher. So yeah. I, by that time, so I come back. So, I, oh, we have different ways you go out our back door our, to get out to the back. Slam door or the or other door from the kitchen. So I go out the kitchen door with the bad and fucking hand. And I'm like, yo, sorry, friends out there. But I was just the voice. Just imagine me 10 times worse fucking screaming. And I'm chasing, so I, as I run out the back, he runs and hops over our back uh, wall, which is shorter on our side because we, our house is on the kind of a hill, but our neighbors, there's a slope. So if he jumped down, he jumped down a, 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 about maybe seven feet, like jump. So I hear him jump and then he's running on the side of their house and their house is locked too. So now this time I'm running to the front. You're like, no, like fuck this. I'm running this motherfucker. So I run out the front around the corner, chasing him. I'm yelling and screaming where neighbors put the couple lights on. I'm like, I'm saying a lot of shit. And, but he ran up the street, up the hill. And I wasn't going to run after him now because he was too far away from yeah, me to catch him. Yeah. And had I catched him, there would have been a bad situation for him. Now, really quick, mind you, as you're running out the house, I'm on the phone with the exact same woman 
dispatch <laughs> that I called an hour earlier. And once I gave her my number and my address, which you do when you call 911, she was like, yes, you talked to me earlier. I was like, she's like, is the guy back? I was like, no, this is a different man. man. And I explained the situation. She said, oh my God. <laughs> she said, the police are on their way. She's like, get your husband. He can't be outside. You guys get in the house, lock the doors. The police will take care of it. And that's when I proceeded to run after you because I was like, you need to get in the house because they don't know who they're looking for. They may think you, big black man with a bat, is the one, you know, creeping and lurking through people's houses. And they may, you know, the year 2023. So I'm like yelling at you to come into the house. You're yelling at me like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, no, it was over. It was, it was, it was over. So then, because I have we have family who live around here. Literally, I have an uncle who lives four blocks east of me. I have a cousin who lives four blocks west. Four blocks southwest. Another cousin and auntie who live four blocks west. So it's it's the five of us over here. So I'm calling all of them like, hey, lock you guys' doors. Someone try to break into our house a second time, fucking night. And at this time, it was like twelve o'clock at night. So. They're like, okay, I call my uncle who, you know, um, he basically just told me, you know, uh, yeah, you, you got to do, you got to get that thing basically. And I don't have nothing to drop off to you right now. So I'm like, okay, uh, if you guys know what that, you, you know what that means. So yeah, it was like, all right, this is the second fucking time in less than a fucking hour from 10 you called the officer at 10.53 or 10.54. That's all the camera on the ring camera. And now it was 12 o'clock. We had two different fucking people on Friday the 13th trying to bring it to our Friday fucking house. Friday the 13th, guys. I literally, when you came back in the house, I was like, do we need to get a preacher? Like, do we need to get a young priest and an old priest to plead the blood of Jesus? I think we're going to need a whole lot more than sage because I don't. In all of the in the years that we've lived here, that has never happened. Never happened. And we had a real false sense of security because of our neighborhood is so quiet. Our street, our street specifically, is so quiet, so calm, so cool. But to have that well, shit just, come at us both, and, yeah, and it just doesn't happen. And everyone here has cameras at, at their homes, and so, um. It's like, okay, so even talking to, well, not even talking, haven't talked to neighbors yet, but it was like, okay, well, you're hearing this ruckus, and it's like, I would just, I would have thought they would have responded differently. If I would have heard something at fucking one o'clock or 12 in the night, screaming and yelling down the fucking street, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, who needs some help? Mind you, when the police came for the guy that I called the police on, it was three cop SUVs with their lights going like, like right in front of our house and yeah. not a single soul came out and was like what's going on or even the next day honestly when the shit is hot yes i understand stay in your house you right. know protect yourself but the next day i would have at least went and like are you guys okay is yeah. everything okay i saw what happened last night and one and our neighbor across the street i actually saw her peeking through her window as i was outside with you on um you know video time talking to the police officer to which the police officer told me since there was no sign of forced entry he was only going to be charged for public intoxication now ain't that something so he would have been 
release 24 hours. They were only holding him because he was intoxicated. Right, intoxicated, yeah. And they will release him after that and just hope that all things will go well. And he told me, well, if he comes back, just call us. We have your information. I'm like, okay, good. That makes me feel safe. Well, and I will say this. To the point of that, I mean, again, granted, and I'm not taking away, you were here in the house and he was banging on the door. I did see the ring cam. He did like, so I can say he didn't come dressed like with ski masks and shit in his hand. Like, I think he got him oh, yeah, in the house. He was, he was clearly on something. Maybe could have been, could have also had a mental health diagnosis as well. Have no idea. But he was on something. You can definitely tell he was rocking. He had a lot of shit going on. The second guy, I think, what made me feel more comfortable because one of my cousins, Sharita, when I hit her up and called her, after we hung up the phone, she went to the ring, uh, you know, ring, if you have a ring um, camera, there's like a neighborhood like app that you, within like a six mile radius or whatever, how many miles you set it, that you can um, talk to different neighbors if, if anything kind of happens. People post, you know, people try to break in or package yeah, stuff. like a stuff Facebook. Like for, yeah, for your neighborhood. Just like the neighborhood app or citizens. So she sent me a link to a video where just 20 minutes prior to me calling her, the people had posted a video say, hey, this guy's ringing people doorbells. And it was the guy who came to our house, our patio. So when I saw the video, I'm like, oh, that's him. So I felt like, okay, this situation, this guy is going around the neighborhood doing this because he was not, because when we, when I came back from outside in the front, to the back, so I wanted to check that he tried to go, he like hopped the gate, that he tried to um, break the lock on the gate to see, and I checked that, and as I was in the back, I saw police in our neighbor's backyard. So I'm thinking that he must have had to try to do something to our neighbor's house, and she called the police as well, because police were parked around the corner at her house, and I went to walk to see them. Yeah. So when I talked to them, they were like, yeah, like he, there's like you know, another neighbor called because they reported the same thing, someone tried to, get into their house or whatever. So that kind of made me feel a little better about the situation because it's like, it's not, we're not being singled out. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's a coincidence that two fucking things happened the same night within hours, within literally an hour of each other. So that's a big ass coincidence, but we weren't singled out. I think the first guy, he just saw a pretty house, was like, hey, I, I don't know, whatever his mind told him, whatever the fuck it was. The second one, I think he was just going around being a ruckus in the neighborhood, but he, he should know he needs to be careful with shit like that. You know, I think... Because um, it's I, very yeah. dangerous. It, it's, it's, it's extremely dangerous. And I just feel like for his loved ones and family and friends, it's like if you know you have someone that suffers from a mental illness and they can do things or subject themselves to situations that may not be the best for them... Like, if this was Florida, he would have been shot and But it's not all about mental illness. Now, I don't want to put that because I, because I work with him, I work in mental health. So, it's not that. Now, someone can't have some commanding voice to tell them to do some shit. That, that can't happen. And maybe that was the situation. You have no idea. But the video for the ring, he like from the video that my cousin sent me, he looked like he was playing Ding Dong Ditch. So, well, I'm yeah, saying. He, I feel like he him, rung the doorbell and he ran. But it's like... I don't know. Maybe the it was similar to him knocking on our door and then running. The only difference is I was there to ask 
what is wrong and that's when he actually divulged and said call the police i have schizophrenia it honestly sounded like a cry for help like save me for myself because i'm doing shit i know i shouldn't or that i don't want to well, it could have been. Like, you give me more credit. I, like, I do it before. This. Do it before I ring on the doorbell of someone that has a gun. You know, like help me. Help. I hear you. I, I just I, I wasn't there for headspace. Oh, of course. Of <laughs> I wasn't course. headspace. I wanted to bash your head in. Like that just it just wasn't so. Which led to it wasn't fun. No, it wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun night. Um, I think we both ended the night like. Slept the best we could. Yeah. Um. You know. So now I think we're kind of back to regular self-regulation. But you know. Um. But it, it brought up the conversations because again, I've I've had with um my uncle about different things, and I believe in the second the right to bear arms. Like I believe mm-hmm. that for people. Yeah. It's not for me. It's for you. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to kill nobody. I know my temper, and I know. That that's a split decision that I can change my entire life and I can get to that point. So I know my anchor. So therefore, I don't need to have a gun. If you come in my house, you break into my house. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot to kill you. I don't want that. So I think for me, my household is best. Me, I brought a. I, I have a ninja knife that I ordered um, with some. Uh, Ninja uh, stars are throwing shit. Not the stars. Oh, yes, oh, no, that's it's coming on Saturday. If Hold you on. throw the stars and you miss, and they catch the star, no, 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 they can I'm throw not it gonna, back trust at not you. Miss. Not gonna miss. <laughs> and then trust no, not gonna miss. But also thinking about a bean bean bag gun because that can hurt you. It's not gonna kill you though. It'll it'll injure you for a second. Mm. So that's some things that's kind of going in my. Um, thought process of, of niche purchasing things because again we have a security system so that part I'm not again if it was something someone tried to get into the house we're secure on that part but it was just this incident you know the fact that someone knocking banging on the door you hear like I can only imagine what you what you went through but then <laughs> moments later to have this guy knock on the door and then he yeah. scared the shit out of us. Scared yeah. the shit out of me. Because it, it, what was so scary about it is, guys, friends out there, this sliding glass door is literally less than two feet away from us. Physically from us. Yes. And again, looking out of the sliding glass door, it's pitch black because we have no lights in our backyard. We just trust we have that. A light. Well, we have one light, but it's not uh, it's not uh, motion light. No. Yeah. But it's still pitch black. Yeah. And we just, you know, that false sense of security. We just trust that no one is in our backyard because it's our backyard. So when it happened, it literally it like you keep you you you've asked me since then if I'm okay and how am I processing and I truly am fine. But there are things that I'm doing now that I didn't do before like I can't sit here if you're not home like that's one thing I noticed the other night I I was like I make dinner and I would typically sit here like if I make dinner and you're not home mm. I'll sit here and eat it because the TV's in already the on yeah. in the dining room and it's like why not I went to do that the other night and I was like no like I literally got like a jolt a tingle up my spine yeah. when I looked back at the sliding glass door and was like 
I don't want to feel that fear again. So yeah. I just went to the back. I just went to the den. Um, but other than that, like it doesn't occupy my mind. I don't think about it at all. Um, it's just like I make sure if I'm home alone, the sliding that glass door is locked. I may close certain windows. But that is it. And which it typically is, but also, but to be real, we've kept it open because it's, it's summertime. Oh, yeah. hot. We get I've, air. I've kept so it open the fact that, a lot of times. Right. So the fact that this just happened Friday night, we just had to be closed. <sighs> Again, you, you, your mind can play that what if. And so being a therapist and then hanging out with my boy Marlon Saturday, who's also a therapist, and we processed this and we talked about. Why I play the what if game? Because that can go to a whole spiral of shit. And it's like, you're right. You know, just look at the present. What happened and what actually took place and what could be preventative measures to take, you know, going forward and everything. So, I would just say, let a motherfucker try again. <laughs> like that, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a pretty sight. Um, but God willing that they don't. I think those are, these were two separate instances that happened, and it was unfortunate that people uh, going through shit, intoxicated, and they they chose Berendo Estates to try to you know be a part of. But just know the estate is prepared for you. So yes, I, I would just suggest friends out there. There is a, this situation taught me that there is a false sense of security at all times in your home. And the only, the only thing that you, that is making you feel safe right now is just banking on someone not trying it. And all it takes is that one time for someone to try it to kind of make you realize, oh, my situation isn't as secure as it could be. So yeah. I would just suggest that you guys make sure, you know, that locks, that you have multiple locks on your door, especially if you live at home alone, that, you know, you have, in case of an emergency, a bat next to your bed or a taser or mace or, you know, in your home where things are, where you can readily defend yourself if god forbid the uh, situation occurs just don't you know put your eggs all in one basket and just hope that you know the situation never occurs because it absolutely could because it, it did on friday night <laughs> yeah and, and again you know and you don't want to be too hyper vigilant and I, I i totally hear it and get where you're coming from with that so i i echo the same sentiment it's just one of those things where Things happen, and you just have to be prepared when it does, and just have to make sure you react in a way that you're okay with it. If you and if you sometimes it it taught me that there's a a split second decision that that can be had and done, uh -huh. and that's why I'm really glad because I again learning law different things that say I did have a, I had a gun. I would have shot that motherfucker who came to the house. Yeah. The second I, I, I say that on recording, I don't give a fuck. I would have shot his well, ass. Like he, he would have been. He was in our property. This is the so bad. This is. But here's the thing. Here's the gotcha. 
he could be in property. You can't shoot someone from, from behind because that, that's, yeah. that's murder. Well, yeah. So, but I would have shot his ass. Um, but also the thing is what my uncle was telling me and different things I've read and, and was reviewing if you have an alarm system we have an alarm system we don't normally keep putting it on because we're in the house chilling but you can set your alarm system in the house to do that if someone that tries to break in you'd have evidence the person tried to break in then you have free will to do something but you have the person has to break has had that person would have had broken they needs to break it in your house yeah being on your porch, you can't do that. Being in your backyard, yeah. you can't do that. But that's what I'm saying. Like that split decision, I would have shot that motherfucker yeah. if I had something. Just being honest with you. So that's why I'm like, I know it's not good for me to have certain things. Mm. Um. So yeah, but you know, uh, we survived. <laughs> no one would. And the guy, and 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 again, the guy, the first guy, he. Detain, he'll get a ticket. So again, public intoxication. You know, I think uh, I don't. I don't think he had the intent of trying to come in to cause harm. Right? I just think that he was just fucked up. The second guy, I have no idea what your intent was. Again, you playing ding dong ditch, but you scared the fuck out of me, and that's that was it. Yeah. So. But yeah, um, that was our week, friends. That was our week. <laughs> that was our week. I think that's enough. I, I think, think that so uh, you know that's the hot topic. That was a hot topic. That um, truly was the, hot the topic. you know your your host of oh that's my gay friend um, had some living trials and tribulations happening with them. So we hope you guys are safe out there. Again, definitely protect yourself if um, and just. Keep your eyes open and learn about laws in your city, in your in your county, about if you do have a weapon and someone does try to break your home, how can you protect yourself that, you know, God forbid you need to, that you won't be have to be behind bars if you do protect yourself. So, yes. On that note, friends, we're going to take a break and come back with the Reality Roundup. BRB. Hey friends, we're back with the reality roundup and we're going to start things off with Roni. Real Housewives. Now, this episode was the season finale. This season only had 14 episodes. Short and sweet, typically. A What's the normal season? A successful season is 18 plus. Oh, okay. In its peak, Atlanta had 26 episodes. Oh, shit. But that was, you know. That was where Phaedra was. That was God tier of. Uh, <laughs> Phaedra said bitches up. Right. Um, so 14 is relatively short, but this is their first season. So before we give them a grade for okay. the season, let's uh, recount some of the. Not some, but one of the major plot points of this episode. Now, I just want to go straight to it because <laughs> I, I straight I, to what part? Let's straight to the part, honestly, which was the big blow up at the end. Because I can honestly care less about Sai shopping for wigs at a bodega she never goes to. <laughs> I really don't care about Brand and Uba kind of re doing a callback to the first episode of the season when they met at the park and talked about Cheesegate and the restaurant. It Aaron was Aaron and, and Uber. 
Yeah, what did I say? You said Brenda Uber. Oh, oops. Uh, Aaron and Uba. I, br- I blame Issa's uh, Prosecco. <laughs> Aaron and Uba. It gotcha. It, got, it, it sneaks up on you, that 11%. But we also saw Bryn. This is what I was thinking of. Bryn and Cy going to uh, Central Park and finding a tree, I guess, to put her mom's, her grandmother's Yeah, so ashes. I think she heard her grandmother. She wants to, <clears throat> which is a cool idea. Um, it really is. To keep the life going, keep it living, to have a tree planted in her ashes there in the space. Or, or was it a bench? Maybe no. It was, a- it was the tree because her grandmother loved uh, weeping willows. Yeah. It just so happened that a bench was there. And she said, okay. oh, yeah, it's meant yeah. to be because I can sit at the bench and talk to grandma. Yeah. So they have it there. So that's that's an amazing situation. I do she love was very emotional willows. during that. Yeah, that was very, it was a very cute moment for Bryn. But the shit that I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So pass all the sentimental shit. (laughs) Yeah, get to the real meat and potatoes of this episode. Yes. It is Bren's birthday party. Aquarius season. Shout out to Bren. Now I want to know what her actual birthday is because mama, there's a difference between January Aquarius and February Aquarius. Yes, it is. So what do you mean? Yes, it is. I mean, yes, it is. So... This birthday party is a masquerade thing, and everyone has to wear a mask, of course. And of course, no one wears theirs. <laughs> they only wear it for like two seconds. For a second, right? For a second. I will say, hot take. I think Sai had the best mask. It gave sleek Catwoman, high fashion. You think so? I do. I love it. It wasn't that cheesy Mardi Gras glitter shit blowing out of the side mask. It so, was chic in New York. Just to go back really to my it. question, so she is 36 and she actually is born on February 8th. So she's one of those February Aquariuses, so you know, but Aquarius season all day, you know, all day every day. So Shout out to the February Aquariuses. My best friend is a February Aquarius and I still love her no matter. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> But she's more Pisces than Aquarius. Um, <laughs> no, she's not. She, 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 her, her, brain, her brain is all Aquarius, baby. Um, Love you, boo. <laughs> yes, very much. So, the birthday party. Oh, but before we get to the birthday party, I just really wanted to shout out the powerhouse that is Jen Alliance. This bitch literally lets high fashion photo shoots happen at her house. Yes. Do you know how opulent and chic your place has to be for you to just like let people have a full glam photo shoot there and not change anything mind you the bitch didn't rearrange anything she was like yeah there's my living room have at it she actually actually made improvements to jessel's jessel's client right so she was like that don't look right that you need to do this she created directed the whole she did and the fact that she gets a check so I'm not mad at that. Again, that's and I aspire photos, to be like Jenna Lyons. And, the photos and were point, beautiful. The photos were great. And the fact that, you know, like you said, she has a, a contract to rent out her, you know, penthouse for photos is amazing. It really is. I just really want to be Jenna's friend. But Jen, see, this lets me know that, Jen, again, she's calculated. She understands certain things and she 
she makes things look effortless, but she there's so much planning and there's so much thought behind what she does. And she wants you to appear like, oh, I just did this, did this song, whatever. It's like, no, you're calculated. Like I see, I see the move, Mama. But the thing it's is, chess, not checkers. Everything about Jen, Jen Lyons is calculated. Her being on the show is calculating because she's no longer with a pivotal fashion icon statement company like j crew she's out on her own so she needs to make a name for herself that is a that's separate from you know the huge corporation that she's been with for the past 10 years so why not go on a show to let people know who you are and what you're capable of as an individual absolutely very smart it's very yeah, smart everything is cal- everything is yeah. and, and i i wouldn't say calculating i would just say it's marketing like she's literally marketing herself as Jenna Lyons, the woman, not Jenna Lyons, the CEO or creative director. And I yeah. think it's brilliant. She's brilliant. You can tell she don't want to do this shit. You can tell she <laughs> wouldn't be friends with any of these pedestrian ass bitches if it wasn't for this show. But see, I can't wait for the reunion because Uba Uba tells it tells she's gonna tell her how it is. She's like, there's Jen on camera. And then there's Jen in real life. And I can't wait for that moment to she divulges the true Jen that we don't see. Jen that we don't see. Yes. So, but the photo shoot happened. Almost shows up to the photo shoot. She's gorgeous as fucking always. And she, she supports um, Jessel. Yes. She's a, a really big supporter of Jessel. I really think it is Team Uba, Jessel, and Jenna. I want to hang out with them. I, I, I'm solid with that. Team Aaron and Cy with Bryn kind of being Switzerland and going in between the two <laughs> groups yeah, uh, here and there. But yeah, I hot take again, guys. I've really come to like Jessel. Jessel is because these hoes have She's the tried to put her in a position where they're like, this doesn't make sense. She's a liar or this. She doesn't add up or she wants to one up someone. You start to see who she is, and then her portfolio like just clearly lays out. Like we said last week, you mentioned the fact she's a PR agent. Like she has big clients she works with, and I think Sai truly is jealous of her success and where she is, and she wishes she could possibly do that. So, it I'm a fan of Justin now. It right like she, but the the funny thing is, she hasn't done anything to win us over. Other than be herself and let these other women literally go above and beyond to try and drag her character, but she she's literally giving it no oxygen. She has it. She drives the character, drives her marriage, drives yeah. her sex life, and she's still just trucking. <laughs> she's still just. Tra- I'm trying like, to like y'all. I'm trying she, to open up, but it's hard. This is why it's hard because bitches like this is is she tears down. It. She's forced you to rally behind her because she really is like the everyday person that's just doing them and moving past the haters. We all got haters. Everybody's got haters. And I think that's what's making her so relatable because people can see themselves in her and see, okay, there are going to be bitches that hate on you just because you're you. And also the fact that she's, People are doing bullying tactics. Yes. So no one wants to see someone get ganged up on and be bullied, especially if there's no 
reason for it. There's no rhyme or reason. Like, why is that happening? She's never the aggressor. She never is. She's like, I'm trying to connect. Like, I, I, I told the story about my uncle is trying to connect with you. The funny thing is, side is the same fucking shit, but she wants to call it out. Like, I was trying to, you know, connect with someone, but it's like, well, someone does it with you, then you want to say it's it's something different. She was trying to connect with who? Remind me. Was it Uba? I can't remember. I want to say it could have been Uber. It was a conversation that was had though. But you know, we move on and we see that Sai and Aaron moves to the Halloween store, which for costumes and, and things as such for Aaron's for excuse me, Brand's party for mask. And you know, Sai, see, you can't trust certain people with information. And if I tell you something in confidence and I say, hey, don't share with no one and we have a, a close relationship. I even if we're on a show, I expect for you to kind of hold your end of the bargain up. Yeah. Now we all know how this reality TV show works, right? We know the formula. If it's said on camera, it has to be brought up and we have to address it. We can't just say something on camera and the season concludes and it's not addressed. Yes. We saw this with Jersey with the Teresa and Melissa. Melissa supposed to be sleeping with someone in a car and oh, hooking yeah. up with different dudes. And we saw that Danielle had to, because it was said on camera, we had to it address it. It has to be addressed. It has to finale. be addressed. We all know the rules of this game. So, because Sai decides she wants to be she, she, she with Aaron and divulge that Umba showed her a picture she's dating someone. Now it has to be addressed now. Sai was... She told Uber on camera, I'm not going to tell nothing about your business. She showed the picture. Uber just showed the picture. That was it. Yeah. Leave it alone. But now Sai has divulged this information. So, of course, Aaron has questions. And so, then Sai immediately goes to, oh, my God, I feel bad. I feel bad even talking to you about this now because I said this. And I shouldn't have said this. But, I mean, she told me on camera. So, she's trying to justify her actions. How do you feel about that? What do you think? I think that Sai is a disgusting person. <laughs> and this even further... What makes me so upset with Sai is... Sai is the clear villain of the season, right? Okay. But what makes it bad is... That she's completely absolved from her role on the show. If she were to lean into it... If she were to be a Ramona... If she were to be a, you know, a Marlo or a Kenya to like play up your role in this group. She likes to throw the stone and hide her hands. She likes to yell at women when she's frustrated. But if someone else's yells, she says, you know, that's not that's not acceptable. That's not okay. She likes to say, you know, where's the food? I'm leaving. There's no food. But when someone else leaves early, that's rude. Right. Like, it's the hypocritical. Yeah. It's the hypocrite that really turns people off. It's like, if you're going to be that bitch that, if you're going to be the bone collector, be the bone collector. If you're going to go and tell people shit that someone else told you in confidence, lean into it and say, okay, I shouldn't be telling you, but fuck it. Not, oh my gosh, I feel so horrible. I shouldn't tell you, but he, this is who he is. He lives in Connecticut. And, like, you know? So, let's talk about that. So, we didn't get that information. Because until, it didn't happen on air. It didn't happen on camera. So, we're fast forwarding a little bit, uh, but I think we possibly can, because there was nothing really 
exciting after no, it was just filler. The girls left from Look, trying, the, trying to find a mask and, and everything. Yeah, trying to find clothes for the Bryn's party. Yeah, so we show up to Bryn's party looking. She looks amazing as you know Aquarius do all the time. We show up to show out, and Mama is doing what she does best is flirting with the husbands. Working which is room. really again the the it, um, hysteria of it all. Like it's it's the histrionic, just histrionic yeah. behavior that she does, and also hysteria <laughs> that happens when she comes to a room. It's just she's had a trouble. I understand why she does the things she does because she's had a troubled life, right? Um, but. It's brand. She's cute, so she can get away with certain things. And she's so charismatic. She has, and she can play. She can. So she, and she's really smart. And that's the thing. Also, is like, so I get you're playing for the camera. So I, this, I understand why you were booked for the job. Um, but you know, all the pleasure, all the pleasantry happened. You know, the, the ladies walk in and look fabulous. Everybody, like you said, they had their mask. Jen was Jen Lyon was the only one that really came with the mask on. And held the party rules, but right, she kept that shit on all night. She really did. She was like, "Listen, <laughs> even when the fighting was happening, she's like in her mouth." Because no, it takes time for this. I, I'm, it's a look. If this is an ensemble, you're gonna get the whole ensemble. Then some things happen. I don't know where the turn happened in this 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 party, but I think it happened where Bryn I'll, had. Drinks. I'll tell you the turn. <laughs> Bryn had a few cocktails. It came to the portion of the evening where she was cutting her cake. All the ladies were around. And Bren feeling very flirtatious and fun. Oh, while the men. She wanted to cut the men. Yeah. Yes. Casually says to Uba, I hear you got a man in Connecticut, girl. We've all had these moments with our friends where we've heard information or we got juice. Right. And we, you know, joke with him about it. Okay. And that is what Bryn was doing because she felt, honestly, I think she felt she was in a safe space amongst girlfriends. So she just coyly brought it up. Coyly or calculated? Because she's an Aquarius. I think it was it was a calculated. Oh, absolutely move. both. You Aquariuses are gross. You, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are. Um, we like to have fun. We're the best socialites. The best sociopaths. No. So she brings it up casually, and Sai immediately, being the instigator of being the. She was the precipice. It was forwarded justice. It was so yes. forward. She was the precipice for all of it. Yes. So she immediately, a hit dog will holler. She hollered. <laughs> and she said, Bryn, that is fucked up. That is not okay, Bryn. Uba was just in the corner looking like, huh? What she happened? was gagged like, well, how does this bitch know? <laughs> so what we had to find out is Bryn, Uba, no, sorry. Bryn, Sai, and Aaron went to lunch one day. Without and cameras? Without cameras. And as you do when you are friends and taping or not filming something, you tend to talk about other friends' businesses. We've we all been there. We all have been We've in something where someone's it. like, you have know, you don't say nothing, yeah. but I'm going to tell you so-and-so. But if you, and don't say shit until they tell you. I am a witness to that. We have all have bear witnesses, so we are guilty of it. And, and you guys now listen to the podcast. Y'all probably laughing in the fucking car because you know you've been that person. You've been say, that person. Now, I'm going to say this, but you ain't heard this shit from me. Right. Or don't say shit until they fucking tell you. So, we all been there before, okay? And so, 
side divulges to say that, hey, Uba is dating a guy. He lives in Connecticut. And she gives some more details, some very specific details, like who he, who he is, probably what he looks like, how much money he has, whatever, uh, if he's an investor, what have you. All the tea. She spills all the tea. So, of course, you tell your, you tell your good girlfriends, don't say shit. Leave it here. This is, this is, it's in the vault. If you watch Seinfeld, it's in the vault. And you know if shit's in the vault, you can't bring out the vault. Well, sometimes you got to be careful who you give the code to the vault to. Yeah. <laughs> and now I do think it was fucked up for Bryn to do what she did, which was the coy part of, you know, hey, um, oh, but I heard you, I heard you dated someone in Connecticut or the, as like, they like to refer to it as CT. And then Uba's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? And like you said, Sidon goes into her recovery. I would say her reactionary stage of trying to recover everything. By like, being performative. Yes. She was being performative and loud to try and deflect and detract. And, and uh, kind of like a, look over there. So Uba <laughs> doesn't ask too many questions. Doesn't ask Brent, how do you know? Right. I've only told one person. So, w- when did this one person tell you? So, Cy puts on a fucking spectacle in a show. She gets loud like she has. That's a show. Several times during the season. No one has raised their voice more than Cy on True. this cast Facts. this season. And she goes back to it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really amazing how... This ends <laughs> because Uba recognizes the fact that, you know, Sai has told her business. Uba feels a way that Brand has shared this or, or has commented on this. But she's like, you know, this is what you do for attention. So I'm I'm not too mad at you with it. Um I will say that I know things I can't wait to see the reunions to see how this becomes addressed. Because they left it just there at the party like Uba was like, I'm leaving. She left the party. She wasn't really feeling this situation. And, you know, Sai tried to cover her tracks, but she couldn't. And that was that. And that was that on that. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that we'll see that. what happens at the reunion, you guys. We'll see if, if uh Uba cuts all these bitches out. I have a feeling <laughs> she will. <laughs> And if if Sai would take any accountability to what she did and her part in all this, I have a feeling she won't. <laughs> if you had to grade the season from a, a letter grade, let's take it back to grade school. Okay. Roni reboot first season. What grade would you give it? Honestly, this this thus far this cast, I will give it a. I would give it a B plus. It's close to an A minus, but I was never, I never, again, I never watched the original Roni, so I don't know what to base off. But just of what the girls did this season, I would give it a B plus. What say you? To be completely honest, I give it an A minus. I have not felt this invested in a first season group, honestly, since. The Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, okay. 16 years ago. Honestly, I never... I didn't start watching Atlanta until season two. 
I didn't really get invested in Potomac until season two. You watched season one. And if you could remember, I honestly used to go to sleep. I was like, I got work in the morning. Like, I used to fall. I used to leave you watching yeah. Potomac the first season by yourself. Like, it, it, I can't remember a first season new batch, a, a whole new batch of bitches that I honestly gave a shit about at the end of the season as much as I do with these women. So much so, I don't want them to change. I want them all to come back. I don't want anyone to get fired. I give it an A minus. This was fun. I would say fun. three. I would say three seasons, then maybe the fourth is something different. Oh, absolutely. I think that yeah. Absolutely. The reason why I wouldn't give it an A minus because we never saw where Brent lives. Mm. She's a fan of mm. like we saw everyone else's living situation. Mm, kind of Uba's maybe a little bit, but we didn't see Brent, and I need to. See, I need to see where you live. Yeah, I don't. I don't need you showing up people's houses with with. Click in your hand. I need you to show. I need Voo-clickle. to see where you stay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so something to look forward to season two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, that's why I want to score it too. I, for me, a B plus is it's adequate, but I, I can understand the A minus. I was it was teetering for me. So yeah. okay, cool. But yeah, but that's Real Housewives in uh, New York, you guys. So just remember. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills starts next Wednesday, so we cannot Ooh. wait. I mean, for that clear your season. schedules. I mean, the whole reality <laughs> roundup may just be the fucking. It may just be the first Beverly episode. Hills. So, but we've got to move on yes. to, I guess, the most wackiest reunion show ever. You talk about drawing out shit and making shit, making this, making uh, what's making. Something out of nothing. Out of nothing, honey. We're talking about the Love is Blind reunion. Now, the only couple to get married out of the only two couples to actually go all the way all the way to wedding day was Lydia and Milton. And across from Lydia and Milton, we had Izzy and Stacy and it was very clear early on in the reunion that they were no longer checking for each other. And after that, it was just the randos that didn't make it. And it was a far cry from reunions past where, you know, it was things popped off and there were multiple couples that stayed together. And, you know, it was revelations that some people didn't stay together. This season, the writing was pretty much on the wall. And the only exciting part for me was when Aaliyah came out. And even that was, it kind of didn't get as good as it could have because Uchi didn't show up with his bitch ass. <laughs> I know, his name triggered you, didn't it? It did because he's just the, he, he, he needs one. to be on the show Villains. He needs to he be really season two. Season two uh, Villains. I think, I think he's going to lean into network. that. Holler at your boy, uh, Uche, because he's Uche, completely. Uche, 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 bang, bang. Hey, Uche. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really. Ah, hey, that was my so, song back in the day. Whose wasn't it? Um, yeah, so Love is Blind. Listen, this situation that happened in this reunion was just horrible. I don't, even, I don't even believe that Milton and Lydia are even happy together. I really don't. I feel like give it two years, they'll be divorced. Like, I just don't believe they're. I, 
they're married. I, I think just don't. they're doing the Will and Jada thing. They're just doing it for the culture. Like they're doing yeah. it more so for what it means instead of what it feels like. And then also for for Lydia, she's one. She's beat yes. the blonde bitch. She be all the bitches. She's like, I'm the only bitch that got married on my season. Like all the girls, y'all can handle me. Whatever, whatever. I'm the loud, blah blah blah. But I'm the one with the ring. I went all the way. And that's I think she will hold on to that as a prize. And she's not going to let that go. Because yeah, these couples were horrible. <laughs> like it was there was nothing inside. We talked about the same shit for like twenty five minutes. It was like Yeah. Can y'all move on? There's yeah. there's not like you got you can't get blood from a turnip no more. Like, you know. So But Aaliyah showing up, that was nice. Um She looked beautiful. She looked amazing. She's dating a, a great guy. What I did not know with this show, so once they filmed the reunion, it had been about a year and a half. So they, they filmed this show in like I guess twenty twenty either mid twenty twenty one had to be or early twenty twenty two, but it was aggressive the time. Yeah. Different. Actually, yeah, yeah, it had to have been twenty twenty two because we're already, you know, late late in twenty twenty three. Um but yeah, it's like Jesus, why so much time, I guess. This season, so much litigation was going on behind the scenes. That they right, had to, you know, they, don't, they they did not discuss or talk about or mention anything of the couple. Um, so, but even the other people we had, uh, JP and that's Taylor. Ultra Maga guy, and JP and Taylor, Taylor, who is stunning, gorgeous. She sat there looking like a very young. And snatch Jaja Gabor. You did say that. She looked now. Google Jaja Gabor, and you'll be like, "Oh fuck, this is she's reincarnate." Um, JP is sat there looking just as much of an idiot as he did during the season with that awkward smile. He reminded me, friends out there who will get this, and once I say it, you'll absolutely know. He reminded me of the husband in American Beauty. That was like the closeted, low key gay guy. <laughs> Talk about uh, not Kevin Spacey's character. The, oh, the, the guy oh, that the, kills his, Kevin Spacey's character. Oh, the the yeah, the the guy's father. Yeah, uh-huh, the crazy one. <laughs> that is JP. So everybody, go look on your streaming services and watch American Beauty, and you will know you will get the reference that I'm talking about. JP is going to snap one day and kill someone's. Uh, Father, Let's hope that not. he's having a that gay. He wants to suck his dick. Uh, yes, that he's having a gay <laughs> affair with. So yeah, um, that's all I got for this. It it was it was lackluster. It wasn't exciting. It was anticlimactic. Even the drama between the girl who looked like she can be in the porn um, that uh, easy or easy was name. No, you're talking. <laughs> Here's the one that looks like she. You're talking about Johnny and Chris. So, well, yeah, but, yeah she, but she was checking for Izzy first. Yes, she was checking she, for Izzy. Yeah, she broke up with Johnny to get Izzy. Then Izzy didn't want to rest, so she went back to Johnny. Even that whole dynamic, I just wasn't impressed. I was nothing that was exciting. And it was a snoozer. This season, this season was trash. Like, it's okay to have a trash season. Yeah, they were Move working. forward. Let's, let's, were, let's vet different people, better people for next season. It was... A hard, it was hard. They were pulling a Kate Bush. They were running up the hill because they already had one couple in litigation that they 
filmed, I'm pretty sure, hours and hours of that they couldn't air. They had, you know, another couple that he was on some fuck shit and wanted to pull stunts and shows, so... That's the problem I have right there with that nigga. With Uchi. If you gonna do all this shit, be mad enough to come back to the fucking reunion. Don't pussy out. Because you've done so much, you said so much, and you have gaslit this woman and other people multiple times come back defend yourself but when you pussy the fuck out i don't respect you and i really feel that the people of netflix and all their higher beings should hold these motherfucking checks until they do the reunion that should be in the contract like you do not get your the let you get a percentage you get 25 percent um, for booking and being on the show participation, and you get your other seventy five percent once you have done filmed your re- reunion. If you choose not to, then you don't get your pay- you don't get paid for shit. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah, because it's not fair. You have people, you have us, John Q. Public, invested in these people. We're watching the show. We have answers. We have questions. We want answers to different things that you've done and you showed. And then you pussy foot your ass out the situation like. Oh, it's too much heat. Fuck that. Like, because now we, now either on social media, you're going to be dragged. No one can get an answer from you. Unless people in your circle start talking or the person who you affected start talking. Like, you don't know it's hurting your brand also because you, you're allowing someone else to tell your story where you can sit here and say, hey, I fucked up. I did this. Listen, we're forgiving people in America. Like, we forgave a whole lot of motherfuckers who did some fucked up shit. You have 15 minutes. Take your 15 minutes on the fucking chin, own it, and then move the fuck on. You said what you said, and own that's it. That's it, yeah. And Serena. Go, listen, that's all you gotta do. And then get booked for the show Villains on, on the E Network and get that check. Like, <laughs> you motherfuckers are stupid. <laughs> Who's your agent? <laughs> Let me talk to them. But that's all we have for love is, is blind. I feel that, that now, is, let's give it let it grade this shit. So <laughs> I like give it a D minus. Shit, it's a fail for me. I give it a D minus. It's a chop. I, I, all I across the like, board. I feel like it wasn't for it to fail. It would have to be unwatchable, and I would have to stop watching it. I I was still able to see this through. Um, the only thing I give a fail is to fucking Milton's hair. It looks like some top ramen. Where is the boy's hairline? He's too young to have a curl over. I don't know. But that is Love is Blind. Um, I'm going to need it. I'm going to need to store up my strength for this next show. And I just want to sidebar talk about this Lydia and Aaliyah shit. Lydia, you fake as fuck. Like, your whole reasoning that you still talk what you care for, Leah, but you clearly see that you were you were calculated and manipulative. Like it's shit like that when you see it, especially being played back and watching it. I can only imagine Aaliyah being hella upset yeah. to see that this bitch played me. Like you see, you're talking about she like his favorite color is blue. I brought his dog something, and she's like, uh, like you. Talk about now hindsight, I missed the social cues. No, bitch, you had the, you had the information and you want to be that motherfucking person because we all have that person in our life who will be like, I know something you don't know yeah. and then be that person, blah, blah, blah. Feel like and the upper hand. To have the upper hand. And this is like, that's horrible. You are a horrible example of a person that you showcase on television. So I hope you can live with the person you displayed, Lydia. But, you know... um, I'm sorry. I think your whole existence with your Milton and all that is just 
It's fake and fabricated and stunts and shows. So yeah, I'm done. Okay, it's blame Issa right for this. It's Issa, it's Issa Prosecco that got me talking. Okay, well, hold that thought until we get to the next show because what we this going is going to require a lot of thoughts because it took up a lot of my time, and that is. <laughs> The new season of Married at First Sight. Oh, it is God. back, and this week. I mean, yay! And this week we spent two hours doing absolutely nothing, <laughs> uh, being introduced to the couples and seeing them get fitted for tuxedos and dresses, lots of slow mo shots, and we even saw one and a half weddings. Now we'll say for this season, Mary, they are they, they must be listening to the podcast. They are moving faster. It's so I'm faster, very man. happy that within the first two hours, because the last hour it was some bullshit. It was just the three ladies for the um sit down with Keisha Knight Pulliam. Um who Rudy, you know, listen, we you had a baby, you look amazingly great. Beautiful. Yes, you look beautiful. Um and so we just wish they didn't Hack this on to it because we first saw three hours like oh fuck what I the know. fuck for three hours I know my spirit wasn't ready but it's a <laughs> bravo watch what happens yes. scenario where sometimes you know they tack it on at the end of the housewife show but we start this episode with something that we've never experienced before and that was a husband being jilted at the altar <laughs> we are introduced to Michael, who is full of um, life and personality, and he is very expressive with his fashion choices. He which wants I love. to be his own drum, which I, love I absolutely love. I love that. He's yeah. a handsome man. I just wish he pulled his hair off of his face so you can see it. I do. I think he's handsome. I think okay. he's handsome in his own way. And we see him standing at the altar with a crown and a sword. Because why the fuck not? Um, That's why the bitch said no. <laughs> She's like, this nigga got a crown and a sword. I'm done. I can't do this shit. I can't marry the motherfucker wearing a crown and a sword. So we see the back of her. We see the top of her. The top <laughs> of her head. And I thought, honestly, oh, they're really trying to milk like this situation. Like who they're going to pair him with. Right. And then we get the curveball <laughs> of her saying, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do this. And he, she leaves him at the altar. They don't exchange vows. They don't. Nothing. He doesn't pass go. He doesn't collect two hundred dollars. Not a thing. They cut to him in the back with his best men, and he's crying, saying, "I can't believe it. I can't believe it." Now it was really sad because he was standing up there for about twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, and so you know we don't know. Now we've had people before in the show because. Years before, we had people who I can't go out there. I know him. It was a black couple. I can't remember the, the couple before. Um, but they still they worked it out. They you still know. went through the. They wedding. still went through the process. This is the first time this has ever happened, like you said. And she, Mama, walked down the aisle. And she's like, Mm-mm. which I appreciate. Listen, I can appreciate the honesty, but also it's like. You took someone else's spot, and that yes. sucks because someone yes. else. So we did do some research, and the husband found out that she is a she's not a CEO, but she's some type of employer for or employee at some type of employment. 
Yeah, so she gets doing a deep dive, <laughs> we did see find her picture. She is a pretty white woman. And we'll share it on the podcast. And we'll share it on the podcast. She's a brunette. And yeah, it's unfortunate that, like you said, she took someone else's spot. It I don't know at this point, we don't know if it was how he looked that sent her over the edge. I mean, she was already late 20 minutes and she didn't even know what he looked like at that point. So it had to be mainly just the situation. Had to be just seeing him. She, it, there, there couldn't be nothing else because also, clearly, she shot with the other girls. So, which is going to be interesting is watching, when we watch the footage of the bachelorette party and the dresses, all the, all the, all the girls go separately to, for the, to find their wedding dresses. With the bachelorette party, they had to do a lot of editing because we never see her. So it's just, it's really sad and unfortunate. Again, she took someone else's spot and now he is part of the cast. But what would his stake be? You know what I'm it, saying? It's unfortunate that they're still making him be a part of the cast. I think it would have been much better if they just paid him his fee and yep. edited him out. The way that they edited her out. That way it would save him the humiliation of being the first ever groom left at the altar. Right. Especially since, you know, he is so quirky and he is so different than what the heteronormative is. So that can, you know, that can be brought into play. That could be questioned. Okay, well, did she not want to go through with it because of him? Like, I just think that's humiliating him for this on the strength Ooh. of for what like and and we get you know cut to two weeks earlier where we get to see all of the males all of the women yeah. in preparation and there's still footage of michael all up and through that like yeah. literally arguably there's more footage of michael than the other men <laughs> like very true he's literally the 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 star of this episode <laughs> But it's interesting because I think that two things could have been said. One, if she saw him was like, oh, he's he's Hispanic, then that says a lot. That the fact that she walked away, it could have been that. It could have been the fact that he parts his hair to the right and everything is, you know, um, curly, a curly comb over. I mean, he has hair, so he's not bald, but, you know, it's the position he wears his hair. It could have been a lot of things, but it's sad that. She made the decision based off of a look to say she couldn't go through with this. And that's as far as we know, because she hasn't made a statement as of yet as we know of that um, is giving a reason for her choosing not to want to partake with this process. Because, again, she signed up for this. No one forced her to do this. She was looking for a spouse and looking for love and looking to be married. And you know he's a uh, he does some boxing. He's he's very fit. You know he has some craters on his face. I mean you know that's well you can't really get rid of that. But I mean you, listen, his personality kind of makes up for the he craters a, in his he, face. Stop talking about no. I'm just face. saying. I'm just talking. I'm just stop talking, talking real shit. He has I'm talking a beautiful real shit. personality, and it could, that makes up for different things 
there's certain things. It's not that's not a Again, proactive situation that he has craters in his face. That's just what you, it is. You can't, okay, you keep saying craters. No, I'm, I'm saying we have friends out there that may have skin issues. I'm not you saying, saying I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm not talking negative about. It. I'm just saying well, like craters on the face is positive. Unless you have, you have. I'm not. But listen, all I'm saying is she didn't look beyond the body or the physical to say that. To give it a chance. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he needs to go on naked and afraid. I don't or naked attraction. You know, he would have had a better luck. But it's just it's sad that the girl didn't see past her visual to give him a chance. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's all. But who else do who else uh got married on this episode? Well, the remainder of the episode, the people that got married. <laughs> I actually don't remember who got married because it was only full what? disclosure, guys. There was a lot of white couples this season, and they all kind of low key look alike. <laughs> it's, like, blending, it's blending. It's blending. It's blending. It's blending. Like the past seasons, I feel I've been more diverse. Like literally, the only the only couple that is. Standing out to me is Austin and Rebecca, and that's because she has pink hair, so that makes her stand. That makes her differentiate herself from like Claire and Emily, and of course Lauren and Orion, um, which is the interracial couple, the black uh, woman and the Indian man, the Native American man. I am very curious to see how that turns out. They are my couple to watch, to be completely honest. They're, they seem the most... Listen, she said that, you know, she she needs more than eight or nine inches. And he talked about at the bachelor party that he asked the guys, <laughs> have you ever had an issue like, you know, intimacy? You were too girthy for your partner. And the white man looked at him like, what? And he was dancing. And he like, was like, I ain't never had when you split a bitch in half. You, you never had a problem. Like you can't fit all the way because you you too you girthy. You ain't never had that problem. And let me tell you, I believe him. I but he looks. <laughs> yeah. He looks. He look, he probably, yeah. The way that he carries himself, like when you've got the thing, you don't have to. You gotta put the extras on. You have to put the extras on. He's the most humble, the yeah. most happiest. Like you can tell, he got something. Yeah. He, I'm a good he got for him. a machine. He got a weapon between, yeah, third leg between them. Fucking, uh, good for him. Yeah, but no, it was that was that was hilarious. But I mean, the bachelor parties were fun. You know, one guy didn't want to partake in it. The girls, you see the turn up queens happen. So, so interestingly enough, Austin and Rebecca. Austin was the one that hated the strippers and right. wanted nothing to do with it. And Rebecca, his fiance, was also the one that didn't want anything to do with the male strippers. Right, she was the the. Pink, pink hair, hair chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they so both she was like, I hope my husband is like running from the strippers. And he was. coincidentally, he was. Uh, but Mike had a good time. Uh, the one who got jilted at the, at the altar, he had a great time. He's got options. <laughs> He's got a backup plan on that one. So, um, yeah, it was. It's very interesting seeing strippers on Lifetime dance at these parties. It's kind of cringy also because it's like, fair. y'all really can't do what the strippers are supposed to do. So, I don't know. It, just, it just maybe stop doing this. Yes. This is like the past maybe three seasons they start to like add the strippers to 
the party, and now the strippers are you know, doing more risque behaviors. It, or what have it, you. it was when they upped the episode to two hours, and they needed <laughs> shit to feel it. That's when they're like, let's uh, yeah, make let's up some, some shit for them to do. Uh, but while we're speaking of Austin and Rebecca, his parents absolutely hate the idea of him getting married. His mom had the stank face the whole episode and literally was like, you either have chemistry or you don't. You yeah, because that was also the family. Her, his sister or whoever was the only one that clapped and was yes. happy for him because no one else gave to shit. No. His parents hate that he's doing this and will probably hate Rebecca. Right. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Another notable situation to speak on really quick was Cameron and Claire. So Claire, she's a quintuplet. Her One of her quintuplets committed suicide, which was the only boy out of the four, which was tragic. She's a therapist, so I'm very curious to see how she's going to tackle this situation and how serious she's going to take it. Um, yeah, I like her. Yeah, and that's she's because very she's a therapist, but I like her. Yeah, she came off very likable uh, and, and sweet. Um, Emily and Brennan, um, another couple. Emily is a sloppy drunk mess. <laughs> and she's and she's never, never had a relationship before. She's never been in a relationship before. So, of course, why not just get, get married. married to a complete stranger when you don't know yourself with another person at all? So, you know, yeah, fuck learning how to crawl. Let's just speed walk while we're at it. That's definitely Balls not, to the wall. Let's go. That's definitely not going to end up in flames. So, yeah, those are our five couples, guys. And the first couple to get actually married tonight was or at, at least the wedding started was uh emily and brennan yeah so we'll see what happens married at first sight is back you guys so you know clear off uh, a lot of space in your dvr because they, they'll take up 15 percent they'll in like two <laughs> two episodes they'll take it up baby so make so, sure you delete some you guys stuff got the space for work because we definitely have to delete shit because it will they'll take it up right so next we're gonna talk about uh Big Brother. So fast forward if you have not watched this episode as of yet, because we have another house guest that has been eliminated. And it is a powerful dual couple. One of the two have been is out the house. Yeah. So all right, fast forward because spoiler alert is happening. Core America has been broken up. And Corey went home tonight. Which I think was the smartest play that the house could have done. Yes. He is the smartest, I think the absolutely smartest uh, player of the season. He wasn't the most physical. No, I think Cameron was smarter. I think Cameron was really smart. I think he was smarter than Corey. I, 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 I disagree. And the reason why I disagree, because Corey, up until recently, held his cards to his chest. Whereas Cameron, he talked his shit and did his thing mainly because he could back it up. He could win comps. He was he could do the physical and the mental comps and actually win. So he was able to play a little bit louder and prouder where Cameron was much more sneaky. He was that snake in the grass where he didn't. Cameron he, or Corey? 
Corey, sorry. Corey was the that snake. I got you going, huh? This, no, they're both C's and they're white. <laughs> uh, but Corey was, is a sneaky snake in the grass where, you know, he was much more calculating. Um, Cameron, he was just, he played more of an honest game. And he was more of a straight shooter, pow pow. Right. And what he said he was going to do, he did. But Corey was the exact opposite. He did the opposite of what he said he was going to do, and I think that made him more dangerous. Which is what you hate, people. That you, what's what you actually hate in people? Yeah, to do. But again, but so in, I, in yeah. Big Brother, this it, that it is what me. works wonders. So that's why I think he was the biggest threat. And it was so much so to the point where this week he almost convinced them to let him stay. And, and you know, at the last minute, they kind of, the, the house turned on him. But a lot of people were like, he makes a point. It, and, it sounds and, good. And his, his argument was, was believable. And it was because and, he had convinced you. No, and I, as I still think that it made better sense for him to be there than America. But again, I think my, my plan and hope for. Going forward with the how, the way the house is now is all the women, all the ladies, get together. It's hopefully it's a it's a mental comp, not a physical comp, and either blue or blue or America win, H O H. Then they put Jag and Matt up because I need them motherfuckers to go. I'm tired of them. Bring and they all have a conversation with like listen. Matt and Jack said I was the number one. I was the number three. Blue says that. Felicia tells them. They bring Bowie Janey and they realize these motherfuckers have been playing us and they have the most power and they got to go. Even if they t- even if they win um, the veto comp, whatever, one of, win the veto comp, at least one is out the door. But you got to put both of them up. You can't back door. No. Both have to go up on the block. The ladies have to band together because also we find out um, next week there's going to be two a double elimination, so yeah, that's the best case scenario. And then we have a final five, four or five with it'll all be, ladies. Yeah, it'll be a top five of women, which yeah. I don't which, think it's has ever been done. I'm not sure, but a Fox Horse five. You know, and I don't want Serena win, but I'd rather them than Matt and Jack have turned me. Like they put a, a sour taste in my mouth, especially what they did to Cameron, because there was no need for that to do that with Cameron. So I don't fuck with them no more. So y'all gotta go, and yeah, that was Big Brother. That was that on that. How'd you feel about the episode? I thought it was a great episode. The twist, the turns, the backstabbing. What you experienced with this episode, and I'm saying this to you, is kind of like every episode of Game of Thrones. Like every episode was like, oh really? Oh shit! <laughs> a twist, eh? Like it, it and like the the villain got his comeuppance. Like it was so it was so gratifying, uh, and and it felt good. But I do absolutely agree with you. The women need to team up if yeah. they're smart. They need to team up and get the men get jacking right out, out of the house because both are physically yeah crazy powerhouses. One is a fucking Olympian, right. and the other one has won several comps so if one of these ladies get a chance to win something and the only woman that's there still that can win a comp or at least can give the men physically a run for the money is blue it's blue she's the only one she's the only one because america uh, fall fucking short 
Uh, the other women are old. Bowie Jane got lucky the one week she won. Right. So, yeah. If one of these ladies get a chance, they need to be smart, put their eagles aside, and come together. Get the men out, and then once they're gone, mm-hmm. then they can figure out the final five, how they want to go after each other. So, at this point, with the people left in the house, because now we have just jury, who do you want to see win the game? And what, $250,000? $750,000. Who would you want to see win the game? To be completely honest at this point, I want to see Miss Felicia win. She has really? been in the she has been in the bottom two. They've been nominated her. They put her up for elimination five like times, five baby. times. <laughs> she has more lives than a cat. She still continues to laugh. She's direct. She listen. Give it to give it to Mama Fee. Give it to Mama Fee. She's she's earned it okay. at this point because she's yeah she's been the most transparent. She's not been a sneaky snake like uh, Siri or anything. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I'm Team Blue. Blue purr, blue purr, purr down boots. Girl. Kitty cat purr. Yeah, kitty cat purr. Girl. All the shit. My girl blue. She needs to win hands down. Mm -hmm. So, friends, we have one more show. House of Villains. It just started. It's kind of similar to Big Brother in a way. It's very similar. I was like, okay, this is kind of challenging. The challenge is kind of cute. Um, but tonight, the people who were up for elimination was Jax and Corin. So, Jax is from Vanderpump Rules. And Corinne is from some season of The Bachelor. Um, she's a pretty girl. But they had to do this blind trust exercise where they parted up with one another villain and they drove a golf cart um, in the open field. And the person, the pastor had to guide them. And, of course, you know, Jax, they feel is a threat because he's a big guy. He can win a comp. But... He got sabotaged by the person he he thought he could trust. And villains is definitely interesting because, again, everyone, they want to be the the head hotro villain and in charge and win the $200,000. So, but it's also funny how you see these people just look for the limelight. And a moment in the Bobby, like Bobby Lights, he went to New York and Korean Drew for no reason and just started drama. And it made no fucking sense whatsoever. So, we hope you guys are checking out Villains. It's, again, it's only been two episodes, so you have enough time to catch up with it. But we don't know who is the first villain to be banished from the home. So, we will find out next week with that. But it definitely comes on E! And I want to say it comes on, I believe, Thursday nights? Yes. So, Thursday nights on E! Check it out. My friends, that concludes this episode of That's My Gay Friend. We want to thank you guys for listening, tuning in, and also being supportive of us. We really appreciate it. We, again, all the friends out there who contributed to the A's Walk, we want to thank you so much. All the friends out there who are giving us five stars in the podcast on Apple or Spotify, please continue to do that. We thank you and also recommend to a friend. Be kind to yourself. Be nice. Um... Protect yourself out there. You heard our story, so make sure you have some type of weaponry, weaponry to protect yourself. Um, yeah. Until then, bye, bye friends. friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen. Did y'all really think we were going to teach you guys something? <laughs> this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. 
Tune in next Friday for an all new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at Oh, That's My Gay Friend or email us your questions at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Until then, see you next time, friends. <laughs>